The scripture reading today comes from the book of Genesis, and I invite you to read along with me in your Bible or in your bulletin. And the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Friends, if I have not met you yet, my name is Andrew Chappell. I'm the senior pastor here at Noonan First. Usually I'm in here in the beginning, but today I got to walk in with our confirmants, which is fun. Um, today is an exciting day in the life of our church because it is Confirmation Sunday. We have three rows of students who have walked through Confirmation this year together. Every Sunday morning they've been taught, and we've had some great volunteers. I'm thankful for Paul and for Christy and for Noah for taking pictures today. Uh, his name means a lot on a day like today. Um, and they have been taught a lot of things, and we spent time celebrating with them last night and preparing for this morning. And here we are, and I'm just curious, raise your hand in this room if you have been through confirmation. Oh, wow. You guys see? Look around. Um, raise your hand if you've been through confirmation at this church at Noonan First. Oh, wow. Got a lot of good representation in the balcony today. Um, well, before we get to confirmation in a second, I do want to share what this day means to you guys. Um, everybody else, feel free to listen along. Um, I know we read the same scripture last week, but I thought it was important to sit with some of what we just heard again today. Um, now, in the first, we're in chapter 12 of Genesis. In the first 11 chapters of Genesis, some things happen. And Connor, a couple weeks ago, talked about Eden and what happens in that creation story when humanity gets hooked on sin and then right after that, there's a bummer of a story about Cain and his brother Abel, to put it lightly. And then there's a story a little bit later on where God wants to wipe out humanity because of its wickedness. And so he calls Noah to build the ark, and a lot of you know the rest. There's a story about a group of people who build a tower and want to honor themselves and be central. And, so, and that's in a place called Babel. And of course, surrounding all these stories, so there's a few stories, but surrounding all these stories are lists of names and characters, and ages. Some of the ages are astronomical. And it's just name after name, from Genesis 3 or 4 to chapter 11. And that's when we meet Abram, whose wife is Sarah, and their, their names just happen to be at the end of one of these lists. And we don't know a whole lot about them. This is all we know. We know three things. One, they're getting old. Two, they haven't had any kids. And three, they're settled in a place called Haran. And with that tiny bit of info, with almost nothing to go on, all of a sudden, God initiates a story. And this is what God says. God says to Abram, go, leave, now. <laughs> leave your country and your family and your house and go to the land that I will show you. And then it says Abram goes, just like God tells him. I love that moment because after you meet Abram, you meet this one couple Right after you meet them, God invites Abram into God's story. And God says, go. God tells him to leave everything he's ever known, 
his social, his economic, his religious life, move away from the security and the comfort of what you know, your support system, and go. Become something new. And do it without knowing where you're going, without any descendants, and without a legacy to follow you. Just go. I'm curious if everybody in here, I wonder if you've done something like that. If you've ever taken like a big risk like that, if you've ever left anything, everything you've ever known. I wonder if you've left friendships and relationships behind, or family, or, or a job, or a church. Have you ever had all those relationships you built over the years, have you ever just said, okay, I'm going to go? And you step out and you leave it all. And you go, just like Elsa said, into the unknown. <laughs> maybe you have. Maybe, maybe it was something not so drastic, but it still changed a lot. Maybe you had to move schools. That's pretty hard. Or maybe you had to move houses for some reason. Maybe you took a break from work for a while, and then it was time to go back into the workforce. And it felt scary. Or perhaps your risk was maybe a decision about college or a decision about moving into a new community. And leaving home was scary. Leaving home was risky, but you went, even in the midst of the fear of the unknown. I actually think that's what's most scary about those situations is the unknown. And I'm pretty sure many of us, if not most, have had to step out of what we know into something we have no idea about the future. I'm pretty sure all of us have had an Abram moment where we're called, where life, circumstance, or God has called you to go. We don't know where we're going to end up. We don't even know where we're going. But we go. There's an old preacher named Walter Russell Bowie, and I love what he says about this subject. He says that if you are willing to step out, if you're willing to go, if you're willing to risk, he calls those people pioneers and adventurers. And he says, in every generation, adventurers are called to risk and aim their lives in the direction of that risk. Bowie says, the greatness of the adventurer is that they go on in spite of uncertainty and unfulfillment. The adventurer does not need assurance of the results. They're just satisfied if the direction is right. If the direction is right. I would argue that in some way all of us are called to be adventurers, to be pioneers, to go into the unknown. I believe that all of us have been called to take risks, to leave comfortability and venture out in uncharted waters. We may not know where we're going or where we'll end up, but I think it's perhaps enough to simply know the direction. (laughs) That, to me, is what confirmation, that's what y'all are about to do. That's what it's all about. It's impossible to know where you're going to go. You can make a thousand predictions. I don't know if you'd be right. You can't know where you're going to end up. You don't know all the ups and downs, all the different things you guys are going to experience over the next few years. But today, you guys choose a direction. And you don't know where to lead. You don't know where you'll end up. But you're adventurers and you're going into the unknown. And I think another important part, you know the direction, yes. But I think another important part is that you, you know you're not alone. If you look around, go ahead, feel free, confirmands, look around. This room is about to commit and covenant with you that you will not go alone. They're about to make some promises as well, not just you guys. I heard a good example of this the other day. Carrie Moore uh, told me Friday that he and his four-year-old Sam like to listen to John Williams scores in the car on the way to school in the morning. I mean, how good is that? Jurassic Park, 
Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Superman, Home Alone. You guys aren't getting excited <laughs> as, you, as, as you should. And, and what I think is so interesting is Sam, he's four, he hasn't seen Star Wars or Indiana Jones or Harry Potter or E.T. yet. But it doesn't really matter because when Sam asks for the E.T. song, I think he calls it the flying song. <laughs> when he asks for that song, by the time they pull into school, Harry said, Sam, and the two of them have their arms out like they're flying, <laughs> just like the kids on their bicycle. And the best part about this, Harry has named that playlist Adventure Music. <laughs> Sam doesn't quite know what he's listening to or really what it means, but he knows he's with his dad. And he knows he's on an adventure. And that's like you guys today. You don't necessarily know what's in store, but you can trust that it will be an adventure. And you know who goes with you. You know we're with you. John Wesley says this kind of adventure is, is a test of trust. And that when God calls Abram to go, this moment is all about whether he could trust God farther than he saw God. Which is funny because you can't see God. <laughs> the adventurer, the one going into the unknown, this is the question they they ask, do, do I trust that God is going to be with me, to guide me, to carry me? Do I trust that God has got me going in a good direction? This is what Abram's moment is. It's a trust thing. And it's kind of like, I feel like I talk, talked to some of you about this last week. It's kind of like God is extending God's hand toward Abram and says, I want you to be a part of this story. Are you in? And Abram, in a pretty quick moment, says yes, and he reaches up and takes the hand that's offered. That's the covenant moment. And that's like what's happening for y'all today. God's hand has been extended to you. And today y'all decide if y'all want to take that hand or not. But the great thing about that extended hand, about God's hand extended to you, it's always extended to you. God doesn't ever say, no, I'm done. He's always reaching for you guys. The hand is always right there. And he calls you, God is always ready to take our hand always inviting us into the story, into the adventure. Jesus does this in the Gospels too. Jesus is walking on the beach and he sees some fishermen and he says, hey, follow me. He invites them, he extends that hand and they get up and they follow. They've got no information. They have no idea what's going on, like Abram. And they still say yes. So, Compromands. 2023, you are in a similar situation. A hand is extended to you today. You have almost none of the information. You have no idea where you're going to end up. You don't know what the future looks like. But you have the invitation. You have the direction. You know who's, who's going with you. And that is enough. I've got one more thing, and then we're going to start coming to the altar. Uh, many of you, I don't know why I'm going to word it this way, y'all know Charles Robinson. <laughs> Charles was a senior pastor less than a year ago before me. And before he left, Charles left me a number of his books in, in, the, in his library, like the Interpreter's Bible, like old, older books that I've started to really use a lot, Grady. And um, as I study each week, as I open each book that he has left, sorry about that, Grady, he has placed this little sticker in the front with his name. I don't know if you have these library things like stamps or you write your name in all your books or you have a sticker or something. Charles put a sticker in the front of each of his books. And so I just discovered this last week. Every time I open one of his books, there's a sticker. It has the image of an open gate and it has these words written down. I shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do or any kindness that I can show to any human being 
let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. That is a worthy prayer for today, for Confirmation Sunday. Those are the words of one who has taken God's hand and entered into a story, a narrative of adventure into the unknown. And Confirmands, when you come and get confirmed, some of you get baptized, you will then receive your certificate in your Bible and a sticker that says those exact same words is right in the front of your Bible. And I want to say this, of course, you will stumble, you will fail, you will fall. You may even periodically let go of God's hand. But I don't want you to ever think that God's hand is not extended always to you. It will always be there for you. So today you say yes to the invitation of God. You join this church, the Church Universal, and this local church. And what does that actually mean? This is what that means. As one of our parents said last week, church membership means you always belong. It means you always have a place to go. You are making that covenant today. We will make a covenant with you to make sure that you know you are not alone. And God help us if we do not follow through with our end of the covenant. We want to care for you. We want to be there for you. So in a moment, you'll make those covenants. You'll come and kneel. Some of you will be baptized. The rest will remember your baptism. And then a family member will place a stole. This is a stole, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. You guys are getting stoles. They will place this around your neck. The stole is a representation of the yoke. A yoke was a term to describe what goes around the neck of a beast of burden to help them carry the load. And later on, that term came to mean the teaching of a rabbi. And so by your stole today, you will be taking on the teaching of your rabbi. Quick question, who's your rabbi? Starts with a J. Jesus, cool. Sorry, I I didn't tell you I was going to ask you that question. Of all the questions you're going to answer today, I didn't tell you about that one. So today, ministers wear stoles, but 1 Peter 2.9 tells us that you are a holy priesthood. We're all ministers. So today, you will take on the yoke of your rabbi, Jesus. And the good thing about Jesus' yoke, I don't know if anybody remembers this, uh, but Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And with that yoke, you head off into the adventure. Today, you are officially adventurers. And like Abram, you are called by God to go. You know the direction, and please know that you will never do this alone. Let us pray. Gracious God, I thank you for the significance of today. I thank you for the steps we take in our lives that bring us closer and closer to you. I thank you for the step on this journey, for confirmation, for baptism, for the ways that your grace works in these things to sanctify us, to bring us more grace, to bring us closer to you. I pray that today would be a step for all of us on the road to you, a step closer to you. And may we always remember that your hand is ever extended to us, and it it is never taken back. You are always reaching out for us, God, and for that we are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen.